it's Monday evening. Time for some jazz. So, I hope you had a wonderful weekend, wherever you were in this world, and whether you're listening to this. The uh, nation's capital, Ottawa, Canada, we experienced a record high on Friday. It hit uh, 24 degrees and 28 with humidex. So, um, to my American friends, that would be about 84. That is a, an all-time record for the nation's capital of Canada at this time of the year, this late in October. That being said, we've experienced some nice warm weather over the last few years in late October, but not quite like that. Friday night uh, in the pub, the patio, kind of felt like summer all over again. Well, or at least the summer we had, which, suffice to say, was a far cry from what we're normally used to. And I'm lamenting the fact that we didn't get to have summer the way we like to. You know, who, who among us got a chance to do a rock festival, a blues festival, a food festival, um, an actual vacation? Hmm. I'm going to guess no one that I know. Anyway, nothing we can do about that now. Let's just continue to take care of one another, do the right thing. Be kind, be courteous, be helpful. So today on tap, I have uh, five jazz artists, as always with each and every jazz show. Uh, Today I want to start off with a song um, recorded by Art Blakey. I guess it was about 1958 when it was originally recorded, but it was only released in uh, June of this year. On uh, June of this year, was it? I'm not even even entirely sure. I've got some mixed information. Some stuff says it goes back as far as 2012, but it's tough to say. The version you're about to hear right now uh, was released in June of this year. Um, And, well, I hope you like it. From the late great Art Blakey. Recorded originally in 1958. This is Hip Sippy Blues. Hip 
album, Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers, just coolin'. The late, great Art Blakey. Recorded in Rudy Van Gelder's living room studio in Hackensack, New Jersey, in March of 1959. The album was never before released until uh, July 17th of 2020. I don't know why it was shelved by Blue Note Records, and it's a, a crying shame that... Uh, We've never heard it till now. Nevertheless, I'm thankful it's been released because it is quite something. The entire record is meant to be listened to in its entirety. Of course, I'm going to leave that up to you because here I just select a few individual tracks off of each recording and introduce you to possibly some artists you've never heard of before and some music you've never heard before. So as I said, it uh, was recorded in 1959, and um, I cannot tell you why it was shelved for so many decades, but it's great that we can hear it now. So how was your day? Mine was uh, productive work-wise, but the weather's really starting to get to me. (laughs) That time of the year, folks. You know how it is. I'm bereft of ideas today, so please bear with me while I try and make it way through the make my way through this show. Okay, I'm going to move on from Art um, because I've played his, uh, several uh, pieces of his in the past, and I think I'm going to feature a um, a new artist. I think I know I'm going to feature a relatively new artist. I should say, uh, Mr. Gerald Clayton. Uh, originally from Utrecht uh, in the Netherlands. Uh, this record I'm about to play for you now uh, was recorded at the Village Vanguard and it was released, um, I believe it was in July of this year. I'll double check on that once I dig up my notes. But I really, I really, really like this record. It's um, a departure from what we just heard, but... Nevertheless, I, I think you'll like it. The name of the track is Rejuvenation. Now, some of you may have already may already be familiar with Mr. Gerald Clayton. He is a, a four-time Grammy-nominated pianist and composer. He's, uh, well, he's young. He's only 36 years of age, so hopefully we'll have decades more of music from him. I'll stop babbling because I am doing that right now. I'm just going to play you this magnificent piece of music. This is titled Rejuvenation Agenda. This is live from the Village Vanguard.
recorded live at the Village Vanguard. Mr. Gerald Clayton as band leader. Mr. Gerald Clayton, originally from the Utrecht in Netherlands, as I mentioned earlier. He uh, was raised in Los Angeles, California, though, where he studied at the uh, prestigious Los Angeles County High School for the Arts. He then went on to study at the uh, USC's Thornton School of Music uh, with Billy Childs, and then uh, he moved on to the Manhattan School of Music where he studied with Kenny Barron. Now, he's performed with a lot of diverse jazz artists. Um, Ben Williams, Kendrick Scott, Diana Reeves, Dinah Krall, just to name a few. He's been a band leader for a number of uh, outings as of late, uh, his first uh, record as a band leader was in 2009. He has a total of um, s- uh, five albums as band leader. Of course, the track you just heard was his very first recording for Blue Note Records. Hopefully, that will be a long and fruitful relationship, as I expect to hear a lot of music from the young Mr. Clayton over the decades. His father is a beloved bass player and composer John Clayton, so he's been sitting at the foot of a jazz genius for decades. I think his lineage was foretold in the stars. Well, I hope that wasn't too poetic for you. I am far from a poet, but I do like Leonard Cohen. That's a separate story for another day. So, let's move it on, shall we? I want to play you an artist now uh, from South Africa. And bear with me while I try and pronounce his name correctly. Ndzuzo Mkthini. I hope I did that correctly. I I don't know. Uh, I haven't been able to, to determine the proper pronunciation. I, I, if there's any South African friends of mine who are listening who could straighten me out on that one, I would really appreciate it. I really like his style. He's a young man as well. He's uh, 38 years of age. He just turned 38 a few weeks back in uh, September of this year. And, well, um, you know what? Let's, let's let the music do the talking, and then I'll tell you a little bit more about the gentleman. This recording is quite recent, actually. This was uh, released, I think, in July of this year. The title of the song is Indawu. Mm-hmm. 
Indawu from Induzo Makathini off of his Blue Note Records album Modes of Communication Letters from the Underworlds it was just released this year I believe it was June or July of this year so when Blue Note signs you to a contract I think your career is about to take off that's just my opinion. They are the more s- most storied label in jazz. Uh, we must remember that jazz records are not big sellers, but live jazz performance can earn one a tidy living. And Blue Note is the label of record, I guess you could say. There is no pun intended there whatsoever. They probably the most storied label in all of jazz. Now, Nduwao, um and again, uh, Nduzo, I hope I said his name correctly. I hate to mess that up. He, uh, he studied in Durban at the Institute of Technology, and then uh, he earned a, earned a diploma in uh, jazz piano. He's collaborated with Herbie Hancock, Wynton Marsalis, to give you an idea of some of the artists he's worked with, he's worked with several South African artists, Miriam Makiba, Shabaka and the Ancestors, uh, Shabaka Hutchings, of course, and, and the band The Ancestors. And I think we have a lot of music to hear from him in the future. He's only 38 years of age, so he's really beginning to come into his own as an artist. Now, that piece is on the edge of acid jazz with a little bit of hard bop at the same time. Perhaps, perhaps I could be wrong about that, but that's my interpretation of it. He, uh, his bloodline hails from, uh, well, he's of Zulu heritage. So, music, uh, is part of who he is. He's trying to fuse some modern sensibilities, the spiritual side of jazz. I, I look forward to more music from this young man. Of course, you can find um, all of his recordings on Spotify, and his his uh, fan base is beginning to grow. He has. Uh, I guess about three full-length albums, but uh, he's worked as a sideman in a lot of other, with with a lot of other artists, I should say. Of course, I I I really really like what I'm hearing from him. It's not for everybody, but then again, that's jazz, right? So as I continue to wade through some of the technical glitches and difficulties I'm having here from an audio standpoint, and I apologize for them. Some things are just completely beyond my control, as I'm sure you can imagine, things just go that way sometimes, right? So, to that end, let's see if I can fix things up a little bit here with some marvelous tunes from two wonderful individuals from the city of Montreal. Of course, one uh, native Montrealer, born and raised there, is still very much alive, thankfully. Heavily associated with, uh, of course, Oscar Peterson, Clark Terry, Herb Ellis, and the man that he's playing with on this particular track, 
the late Charlie Biddle. So I'm talking about Oliver Jones and Charlie Biddle. Oliver Theophilus Jones. Theophilus. That is such a great jazz name. I think if you're named that as a child, you have to be a jazz artist, do you not? Perhaps that's just me. So he was raised in uh, the little Burgundy area of Montreal. And uh, he studied, uh, well, he, <laughs> he studied in the streets, of course, but he, 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 um, he began his career at the age of five, studying with Madame Bonheur in Little Burgundy's Union, Union United Church, which was uh, made famous by uh, Trevor Payne's Montreal Jubilation Gospel Choir. Of course, he studied with um, Daisy Peterson Sweeney, Oscar Peterson's sister, uh, starting at the age of eight. So this young man, this young man, he's, well, he's 86, but uh, when his career started, he was very young. I don't know what kind of a student he was, but uh, I understand that when he was young and he was performing uh, as, a, as a solo novelty act, he, uh, he had a trick piano act. He would dance, do the splits, play from underneath the piano or with a sheet over the keys. Kind of the Jimi Hendrix of jazz, if you will. Of course, the emphasis was always on the music. And Charlie Biddle, well, Charlie Biddle was uh, originally from West Philadelphia. Uh, he, He moved to Montreal in 1948 when he was touring uh, with uh, Vernon Isaac's uh, Three Jacks and a Jill. And Charlie Biddle said he, he was impressed by the fact that in Canada, and particularly Quebec, and these are his words now, not mine, okay, black jazz musicians often played alongside white jazz musicians as friends and bandmates. I decided to settle down in Montreal fell in love with a French-Canadian woman. They married, they had three daughters and a son, Charles Biddle Jr. So he worked as a car salesman from 1954 to 72 while performing with uh, several musicians in the Montreal area. He did perform with uh, Bill Evans, Art Farmer, and Tommy Flanagan, along with Thad Jones, and he eventually, of course, did uh, form or found his own club. Uh, it was known affectionately as uh, Biddles. Uh, so it was Biddles Ribs on Elmer, Str- El- Elmer Street in downtown Montreal. Apologies for tripping over my tongue there. He performed quite frequently. And now... After his death, uh, there was some back and forth about ownership of the club. Did it fall to to Charlie Biddle's uh, family or not? It became known as the House of Jazz, and uh, sadly it closed in June of this year. If you've seen the film uh, The Whole Nine Yards, Bruce Willis and Matthew Perry, uh, there's a scene where they, they, um, they have dinner, at uh, at the club, they have uh, and and Bruce Willis is very adamant about not having mayonnaise put on his burger. <laughs> of course, Stephanie Biddle uh, performs in the very closing scene of the film, uh, and Charlie is in the background playing the uh, the bass. 
he often introduced himself as Charlie Biddle on the fiddle. He officially became a Canadian citizen in, in the year 2000 and uh, passed away in uh, 2003. And he, I guess he played at the club pretty much every week up until he died. All right, enough chatting. Let's just get right straight into the music, shall we? This is Stella by Starlight, featuring Oliver Jones and Charlie Biddle.
Stella by Starlight, Oliver Jones and Charlie Biddle. From their first release on the Justin Times uh, Justin Time record label. So the album is titled, and bear with me here, it's it's a relatively long title. Oliver Jones et Charlie Biddle. Festival International de Jazz de Montréal, Radio Canada, on the Just in Time label. Released in 1982 on the uh, International uh, Jazz label that the Montreal Inter- ja- International Jazz Festival is known for. And then released in uh, on the Just in Time label in 1988. Or sorry, just in time, just in time records in '82, and then just in time CDs in 1988. It's a little convoluted and complicated, I guess. Uh, you can purchase that on vinyl and compact disc if you wish to own a physical copy of it. It is, of course, available on the Spotify, as most things are that we play on this show. About 98 percent, I guess. Occasionally, there's a song that I can't find on on the Spotify, and I'll search it from another service provider. I have a few that are in my uh, repertoire, of course. So the song Stella by Starlight that you just heard, and by the way, I think you may have noticed it could be quite obvious that Mr. Jones was clearly under the tutelage of Mr. Oscar Peterson. His playing is, um, I wouldn't say uh, uh, similar, but definitely reminiscent you, you can understand that they are of the same sort of school and have been influenced by the same sort of upbringing in the area of Montreal that they grew up in. So that's that particular composition you just heard, Stella by Starlight, it was uh, written by Victor Young in 1944 for the uh, Paramount Pictures film The Uninvited. So it was part of the soundtrack. It's become one of the most popular jazz standards and it's currently ranked number 10 by the website jazzstandards.com so you may have heard that before it's been recorded by a number of individuals Charlie Parker, Miles Davis just to name you know a couple of giants <laughs> Bill Evans, Art Blakey yeah, they've, they've, all, they've all recorded it it really is uh, a masterpiece of jazz and I uh I particularly like that version because it has sort of the Montreal style to it, which I know a lot of people wouldn't say is a thing, but I do. I certainly heard an influence from Mr. Oscar Peterson there and Charlie Biddle on the fiddle. Okay, so I have one more song for you today, and we're going to get right to it. And uh, I think you're going to like this composition. This is from the uh, landmark recording in 1964, originally released on the Verve label. This is uh, from the album The Individualism of Gil Evans. And, well, just give it a go, shall we? This is the Barbara song, and it's a slight departure from what we just heard. But nevertheless, I think you're going to enjoy it. (laughs) ¶¶ 
very decidedly different version or, or style from Gil Evans. Very subdued, very laid back, very relaxing. So it was written by uh, Kurt Weil and uh, Bertolt Breck. I hope I pronounced that correctly. They collaborated on a number of known works. Um, the Three Penny Opera, which included the ballad Mac the Knife, which, as you know, became a very popular hit for Bobby Darin in the 1950s, or I guess very early 60s. A very decidedly different take, as I said, for Gill, but the name of the album was The Individualism of Gil Evans. So one would expect such a, a strange departure. Nevertheless, one that I've always loved, I've always thought it was just a magnificent bit of work on his part. So I hope you've enjoyed today's show. I apologize for the technical glitches and some of my uh, exuberance in the beginning of the evening as I try and work out some of the glitches that always add a little bit of anxiety to my mm, personality. Nevertheless, we soldier through, and although I am quite capable of just completely redoing this from the beginning, I think it's dishonest. I think it's better if I just put it out into the world as it is, because it's honest and straightforward and off the cuff, and quite frankly, it's what you hear is what you get. Again, this is a hobby for me, a a passion project, if you will. It's not a means of commerce by any stretch of the imagination. I just want to share my love of music with the world, so I put this out there for you. I'll have a new show later on this week as I'm still trying to put it together. It'll be a 20-song set, three-hour-plus show. Of course, it won't be jazz. It will be popular music. I haven't quite determined what I'm going to do on it yet, though. Perhaps another Retro 80 show. Time will tell. Until then, take care of yourselves. Do the best you can to be as happy as you can under the current circumstances. We're certainly living in some dark times. But remember this. There always is lightness at the end of the tunnel. Even though we're in the middle of a dark tunnel, there is a speck of light you can see. Hang on to that. Hang on to each other. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.